Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, expert tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Hi, and welcome to episode number 264 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. Those of you who are regular listeners, I apologize for the gap in between this episode and the last one. I came down with something really bad in the month of September, and I completely lost my voice for a solid three weeks. My voice is still not 100%, but I'm feeling much, much better now. I tried, I tried to give it a shot last week, and it just was not, it was not happening uh, to do a podcast episode. But I'm really happy to be back, really happy to be speaking into this microphone again. And today we have a really important topic. Our title today is Tennis Improvement is Not Simple. And there's part of me that kind of feels a little guilty about, about this topic. I, you know, I don't want to be a pessimist. I, I want to I be able to give you hope and inspiration and make you feel like, yeah, I can do it. I, I can get better. Tennis is easy. If I, just have, if I just get the right tip, if I just get the right phrase that kind of clicks for me, then all of a sudden everything is going to be happy and sunshine and rainbows, and it would be great if it worked that way. But unfortunately for most of us who aren't extremely talented or gifted as athletes, and I, you know, honestly, largely put myself in that category. I've, I have, you know, I'm blessed to have, to have developed as an athlete to where, uh, where I am, where I have been, but I, I don't, I'm not like an incredible athlete. There's people way, way more talented than I am. And of course, there's a huge wide range of skills and abilities, and that plays into it. But there's an attitude that's prevalent among coaches and players, and that's really what we're going to be addressing today. And this topic really was, uh, really originates from a conversation that I had with a commenter on YouTube. And I know some of you are probably already, uh, your head is probably already in your hands saying, oh no, Ian, you didn't. You did not have another uh, debate with a troll on YouTube. Well, yes, I did. And I, I you know, pick and choose my battles, who I actually respond to. But this one I thought was really important. And this, this commenter responded to one of our recent uploads of us working with a private student. And it showed the process of us guiding this student on her forehand side, a 3.5 level female player, and it and it showed us. Sorry, my voice is still a little, still stretching it a little bit. Uh, it showed us guiding her through a process of learning how to move her body correctly to actually use the kinetic chain. Previously, she was not doing that at all. She had just very very classic arm dominant forehand swing, and this 22 or 24 minute video showed the process that we took her through step by step progression by progression, and really very dramatic before and after results. And so this viewer left a comment below saying, it's way simpler than that. Just transfer your weight and rotate your hips into the ball. Contact out in front, stay balanced, on your toes at all times, relax, and have fun. (laughs) 
as if to say, those are the only things you need to know. If you, if you just know those things, then you'll have a great forehand. Everything is going to fall into place and you'll hit the forehand of your dreams. If you just, just know those things, just, just do those things. That's, it's really as simple as that. And so my response, my initial response was, and what do we say? Uh, I'm sorry, let me start over. My initial response was, and what if we say all those things, all those phrases, but our student doesn't do any of them correctly? I honestly wish it really was that simple. If it was, every amateur player would be at a 5.0 level. Those phrases that you use have been drilled into our heads thousands and thousands of times. So just simply asking this person, well, you know, these phrases are great, but what if we say them and our student doesn't do them? Then what? And so a person came back and replied again and came back with exclusively technical things. I'll just read you just... The larger paragraph, I'm not going to read all of it, but just to give you a taste, I can demonstrate this technique in 30 seconds. I stand with my feet shoulder width apart on my toes and rock my weight from one foot to the other. Most children can do this without thinking. When I rotate my upper body right and left and put the two motions together, it's a universal stroke or motion common to any sport, blah, blah, blah. And so he goes on to explain in more detail, more technical things. And just absolutely didn't, did not at all address my question to him. And so my response uh, back, I'm with you 100%. You're describing critical fundamental elements to good movement and technique. However, you didn't answer my question. What happens when that simple demonstration and description doesn't lead to a student executing what you want? Then what? You very correctly point out that learning these movement patterns is infinitely easier when young. Our student in this video, as with most adult students, didn't have that luxury. And so she needs to be trained to be aware of very fundamental things from scratch. Some students are very kinesthetically aware and intuitive, and they may pick up on new movements, things other than their current habit, with a simple explanation or demonstration. However, it's a small, small minority of amateur adult athletes. And so much more poking, prodding, and layers of explanation and experimental drills are required to get them out of their entrenched movement patterns into a new one and then executing the new one enough times that it starts to slowly become familiar. That is the challenge we work hard to overcome with each student and it's different every time. So a person responded again, purely with technical things. Ian, all I tell people to work on is their balance by always staying on your toes and moving your weight 360 degrees and recovering to neutral, blah, 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 and goes on to describe more and more phrases and technical uh, cues and instructions and descriptions. And so this, I, I just feel this is really important, so, so important to talk about and really break down. So probably be a little bit longer episode today. <clears throat> There's a huge difference between understanding and doing. This person that I talked with back and forth on YouTube has great understanding, has a wonderful knowledge of what it takes to hit a tennis ball in theory. You know, on paper, this person can describe, you know, really, really nicely and eloquently and correctly what it takes. 
But understanding and doing are completely different things. Understanding is only the first step in the journey towards better tennis. And there's there's a, a kind of a culture or a, a misconception or an attitude among both tennis players and tennis coaches that if I just if I just say or hear the right phrase, you know, then it'll really click for me and then I'll kind of have that aha moment. And all of a sudden, my forehand will be cured. And, for, you know, for the rest of my career, I'll, I'll hit great forehands. Well, think about this within the context of other disciplines. And I tried to come up with some good examples here. Here's, let's apply this reasoning. This, oh, it's much simpler. It's way simpler than that. I, I just love that. <laughs> love that phrase that this person opened with initially. So um, let's talk about boxing. Uh, boxing coach, you know, talking to maybe somebody who's just getting started that wants to be a good boxer. It's way simpler than that. Just dodge his punches, land a bunch of yours, and knock him out. That's all there is to it. It's way simpler. It's way, you don't need to know any of the mechanics. You don't need to know, uh, you don't need to be trained. That's all, it's really all you need to know. Dodge his punches, land a bunch of yours, and knock him out. That, and you'll be a great boxer. Just, just do that. And you'll be a great boxer. How about golf? It's way simpler than that. Think about all the, man, gol- golfers are insane. Golfers are, are super, super into analysis and um, breaking down technique, super, super detailed. Well, it's way simpler than that. Just keep your head down, lead with your hips, and hit the ball in the hole. That's it. Just do those things. You'll be a great golfer. Or how about um, F1 racing? How about Formula One racing? This one is of particular interest to me because I've actually spent time on racetracks um, doing like race driving uh, training. And so I had just kind of have a a special connection with that. And it's way, way, way harder than what people, people kind of have a low uh, regard for race car drivers. But there's incredible skill, especially uh, for something as unbelievably fast as Formula One. So F1 racing, it's way simpler than that. Just put your hands at 10 and 2, keep your eyes on the road, and go as fast as you can. <laughs> I, I like that one, personally. Uh, <laughs> put your hands at 10 and 2, keep your eyes on the road, and go as fast as you can. That's really, that's really all there is to it, uh, the Formula One racing. And, and really, on paper, there's nothing incorrect about anything I just said. But we need to be trained. There needs to be training process to take somebody who's a, who's a lay person, somebody who has no um, ability to execute and bring them up to a point where they can execute unconsciously to develop that player's movement patterns so that they can actually execute automatically. So there's three stages of improvement. Is, uh, I'm, I'm going to try to go through this relatively quickly. This person really kind of got me worked up and, uh, Gonna hard not, I, I'm going to try hard not to go off on the tangents here. Uh, stick, to my, stick to my outline. So this brings us to three stages of improvement. It's not, it's way simpler than that. It's not cliches. It's not magical phrases. It's not, magi- it's not even magical drills, like a single drill or a feeling that just helps you, quote, get it. Um, there needs to be process. And those three stages of improvement are number one, Awareness of current movements, awareness of current habits. And video 
is 1,000% preferred for this. You have proof of it just, you know, in the, in the flesh, on the screen, undeniable proof of your current habits, your current patterns. And that's important for two reasons. Number one, motivation to change. When you see how you're actually moving compared to what you think you're doing, which I guarantee you is different, all of a sudden you realize how much work you really have to do. And seeing it for real brings so much motivation to actually put in the work. And secondly, you need to understand um, what the change is and how much it is. It needs to be actually quantified. It's one thing to know that you need to change your forehand or you need to change your serve. It's something completely different to understand what it is and how much and where and in what direction. It's at, you need to know the details. It's not enough to just hear a phrase or even just do a drill. There needs to be understanding so that you know where the gaps are and you know what they are. And then you can use that awareness to actually incite change. So that's step number one, awareness of current movement. Step two is new movement familiarity, aka the better movement pattern. And this needs to start very slow and, and consciously at first, aka use of shadow swings. You have to be able to feel the difference between the old movement, in other words, what you're used to now, and the new one, so that the new one at first can be consciously chosen. Let me repeat that. You need to be able to feel the difference between what you're used to doing and the new movement so that the new one can be consciously chosen. Otherwise, it's just, it's complete, it's a complete crapshoot. If you're a great athlete uh, and you, you're just very intuitive with your body and how you move, it's possible to be able to hear a command and just do it, just execute it. That's very, very few people. For those of us who don't have that level of talent or that level of training with our bodies, that level of awareness of our bodies and how we're moving, we have to train ourselves to feel the differences between different executions. Because if we can't feel the difference, then how do we know if it's a better, improved movement or it's the one that we've, we've always done. And so I'm constantly, if you watch our, our videos of me working with students, I'm constantly asking students, how did you do? How, how, was, that, how was that last one? I know the answer. And I, and I just recorded it on video. And I've already watched it frame by frame. I know exactly what happened. But I'm constantly testing our students to see where their level of awareness is. Do, do, do they have any idea at all? <clears throat> or maybe they have uh, kind of a guess, like, uh, I, th I think that was pretty good. Like, I, I want to know. Or can you tell me for sure, oh, I did this, but not that. I did this part of it, but I, I definitely didn't do that part of it. I need to know what their awareness level is so that I know whether or not they actually feel the difference. Because if they can't feel the difference, they can't consciously choose the better one. And so the, the chances of improving and doing the better one enough times that a new habit forms, forget about it. It's not going to happen. So um, test yourself and use video so that you have so that you have proof one way or the other. Otherwise, improving is a complete crapshoot. It's completely random, and you're just hoping. 
that you actually do the, the better one enough times that it becomes a new habit. And that brings us to stage number three, new habit development. Stage one was awareness of current movements. Stage two was new movement familiarity. And then stage three is new habit development. So we've learned what we currently do. We've learned to feel and execute the difference between our old one and the new one. And now finally, we slowly and systematically increase our ability to execute the correct one under a little bit more challenge at a time. And so it's important that there's a process to this and it's systematic because if you just jump from, oh yeah, you got the shadow swing. All right, let's rally. Then as soon as you're placed back in that pressure situation of needing to get the ball back, you revert immediately back to your old habit and nothing new will be learned. Nothing new will stick and you will not become a better tennis player. So slowly and systematically increasing execution difficulty is a a critical part of developing a new habit. And this needs to be um, followed until full expression of that new movement is able to happen unconsciously. At first, we need to be able to consciously choose the new one over the old one, but our goal is to eventually execute it correctly without having to think about it anymore. And for most players, this is the longest part of the improvement journey. And it's a process that takes time. Unless you're an elite athlete, you've already been highly trained in some other discipline. You have high amounts of self-awareness, of physical awareness, of kinesthetic ability to execute new things. It has to be trained. Nobody is born with it. It has to be trained. And so the alternative to those three stages is explain and pray (laughs) or demonstrate and pray. Some coaches are, are themselves great players and they can show you exactly what high level execution is of a forehand or a serve or a volley. And then they just say, so you just do it like this. And maybe they, maybe they even use words really nicely too. Like this gentleman I was uh, talking to on YouTube. He's got lots of great phrases, lots of great words, and none of those words are wrong. But if that's all you have, if you don't have process to back it up, to lead a student through the exploration, through, through the journey from unconsciously incompetent to unconsciously competent, if you don't have a process to lead them through those different steps, step by step by step by step, then you're just hoping, you're just praying. And so um, a strong focus on just the explanation or the demonstration leads to generic cliche phrases that are completely ambiguous, phrases that can mean and feel totally different things to totally different players. Because they have their own bodies, they they have their own um, movement patterns, they have their own unique habits. And so for topspin, swing low to high, absolutely correct, but doesn't actually show a player how to develop topspin. I've worked with players who've been playing and taking lessons for decades that have never hit topspin, that have heard that phrase thousands of times. I'm not exaggerating on any of those numbers. And I've helped players like that hit their first real topspin in like 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, by just leading them through 
step-by-step drills where they actually feel something different. And then they have that thing to grab onto and kind of build on. Brush up the back of the ball, same thing. We've all heard that a thousand times. But how many players struggle to hit topspin even though they know that phrase? Or how about volleys, punch the ball? (laughs) Great generic advice. Everybody knows it, but few players actually have a good net game. Few players have good hands at the net. How about on the serve, snap your wrist or a toss over your head for a kick serve? If that's all it took, or, or change your grip, but turn your hand up towards the top of the, of the grip, towards the backhand grip for a kick serve. If that alone, if changing your toss and changing your grip gave you topspin magically, everybody would have a kick serve, but it's not that simple. So, excuse me, unfortunately, this is most of the coaching that's out there. And I, I, hate, to, I hate to talk down to other coaches, but um, it is what it is. Most coaching out there is cliche, uh, it's generic, it's catchphrase driven. And sometimes it, it, it does lead to better play, especially for coaches who have a, a lot of different ways of explaining Uh, to kind of fall back on, to explain it in different ways. And players eventually will kind of have that aha moment and kind of get it. But that approach to coaching will always be limited by the student's ability to just get stuff. Let me repeat that because it's important. Relying on explanation and demonstration alone, relying on cliches and generic phrases will always be limited by the student's ability to just get stuff. If you just get stuff, if you just pick up on, on stuff quickly and, and pretty intuitively and naturally, then you can improve within that paradigm of tennis coaching. If not, then you're limited by the coach's ability to execute, execute those three stages of learning. Does he or she do video to help you raise your awareness of what you're doing now? How well does he or she help you increase your familiarity with how your body is moving and what your technique actually is right now? Do they have dozens of stepping stones for you to step on between a slow, easy shadow swing and full expression of a new movement that's not a habit yet? Do they have a process for you to follow uh, to bridge the gap between what you're doing now and what you need to do to bring your serve or your forehand or your volleys to the next level? Do they have a couple of stepping stones or do they have none? And it's literally just like explanation and then go, okay, go do it. And they just throw you into the deep end. When you're looking for a coach, look for these things being used and implemented. If none of them are present, then please move on. <laughs> if there's no video, if, if there's poor ability to help a player be aware of what they're doing, if there's no process to help a player become familiar with a new movement pattern, the difference between what they're used to doing and what they need to change to, and if there's no system or process to help guide them through better and better and better execution of the new movements step by step by step, with different levels and layers of difficulty through different progressions, then the fact of the matter is improvement is really on you. Listen, the, 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 the phrases, the cliches, uh, the generic 
you know, um, uh, ways of like describing how things are done, brushing up the back of the ball, you know, whatever. You can get that anywhere. You can, you can do a search online and find all those phrases laid out all over the place. What you really need is a process. You, you need a way of training those new movements. So it's not that simple. <laughs> to, to quote my friend on YouTube, it's way simpler than that. No, unfortunately, it's not. For those uh, few who have already been trained and already have uh, high levels of talent, it can be. It can be. So I, I'm not going to say it's never more simple. Uh, that's it's, it's definitely can be more simple. But within the context of the people that we work with, that we have a passion of partnering with, adults, amateur athletes, uh, just very you know typical amateur athletes that have not been highly trained in other disciplines, this process not only um, uh, is it helpful, but it's in my opinion it's necessary. If you have a goal of really reaching your best tennis, then having this kind of process, executing it, is 100% necessary. All right, hopefully this is helpful to you. felt like it was uh, maybe rambled a little bit, uh, but I hope it was helpful. Let me know what you think. You can always uh, feel free to reach out, shoot me an email. Uh, my email address is ian, I-A-N, at EssentialTennis.com. And you can use that email address to, uh, if, if you want, give me topics to use for future episodes. I've got the uh, next several planned out. But uh, always curious to hear what topics people would, would like covered. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. I'd appreciate that a lot. Just let a teammate know or let a coach know. Uh, let a hitting partner know. Somebody else who loves tennis, let them know about the Essential Tennis Podcast. Uh, and if you have a couple minutes, leave me a review on the iTunes Music Store. That would mean a lot to me. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your time and your attention very much. And I, I hope that my rambling helps you, gives you context, and, and helps you on your journey to better tennis. For more free game-improving instruction, be sure to check out EssentialTennis.com, where you'll find hundreds of video, audio, and written lessons. Also, be sure to subscribe to Essential Tennis on iTunes and YouTube, where we are the number one resource in the world, providing passionate instruction for passionate tennis players. Thank you so much for listening today. Take care, and good luck with your tennis.